Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good afternoon, everyone on the uh, east coast of the United States and in the central region um, on the west coast. Uh, you're getting ready to be uh, on the uh, afternoon time. My name is uh, Ken Art. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God uh, Biblical Instructional Program. This program is for people who really want to know what the Bible is saying, who truly desire to live by every word of God. Uh, this Bible study originally was going to be a positive Bible study <laughs> about the rewards of the righteous, but unfortunately uh, we've had a tragic event uh, one of the most tragic in United States history, and I must address that. And so I will on this program. I'm sure that many of you have heard about the tragic event yesterday. Some Looney Tune, uh, 20-year-old Looney Tune, went in and just uh, went out of his mind and just killed 20 children uh, between the ages of 5 and 10. And, of course, uh, let's not discount the other people that are are dead too because they're not kids uh, not any less uh, impact and it's such a terrible I mean when I heard about this yesterday I, I just immediately stopped what I was doing and I had some important work to do but when I hear something like this it just causes me to pause and wonder how long do we have as a nation before God really punishes us and really, really does things to get us to really see ourselves as a nation. And I don't think it's going to be too long. I really don't. And we have got to, as a nation, and I'm pleading with my listeners, and I'm hoping that uh, my listeners pass this information on to our leaders or our so-called leaders uh, in Congress and, of course, to the President of the United States. The shenanigans, the monkey business has to stop. If it doesn't stop, this country will be cursed more than it ever has been in the history of its existence. And what I'm talking about, and you may be surprised when I tell you this, but do you know the state where this horrendous event occurred? is one of the states that allows same-sex marriage. Again, let me repeat. The state of Connecticut currently has ruled, their government has ruled that same-sex marriage 
is okay. And some of you may say, well, that has nothing to do. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yah, or God, does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked folks. The reason why there's death and destruction is because we stubbornly refuse, not only as a nation, but as human beings worldwide, we stubbornly refuse to obey his words. And so this great God is not going to sit there on his throne. Or, you know, I know he doesn't sit on his throne all day. He does other things. He's, he's active. He's not going to just allow his creation to continue to put their finger up in his face and spit in it and spit in his face. Okay, and that's what we really do when we sin. If you think about it, we're spitting in his face. We're saying, hey, I don't care. I want to do what I want to do. And he's not going to put up with that for too much longer, folks. He's not going to put up with the idiocy of thinking that it's okay for two people of the same sex to get married when he says it's not. And biologically, and if you're using your common sense, it doesn't make sense anyway. So, last week, as I announced on this program, the Supreme Court of the United States, the Supreme Court of the United States, is going to seriously consider allowing same-sex marriage in every state in the Union. That is major prophetic news. And I explained how on last week's program. If you missed it, please listen to it. It's free. But I sense that he is very angry and in the Bible, it states that he will forget our children, folks, when we sin. When we, our leaders, our so-called leaders, say that it's okay to be gay. It's okay uh, to marry and be gay. He, he doesn't like that, folks. And he's going to get our attention. And he has. And he will continue to do so. As I explained last week, what was the event that caused the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah? Now, if, if, anyone, if any one of you have been listening to my program, you understand, well, I'll quote a scripture again. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 16. Ezekiel chapter 16. And let's get the definition, God's definition of the sins of Sodom. I'm going to read this in the old King James Version. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness, laziness, was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor. Sounds like a, a good picture of the United States, doesn't it? Verse 50. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw. Good. And the abomination, of course logically, and and if you have common sense, you would understand this, uh, it, it certainly includes uh, homosexuality, because that was the event, if you look at Genesis chapter 19, that was the event that caused uh, God to say, okay, I've got to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, it's just, it's just totally, um, totally wicked. And God has prophesied through 
the greatest prophet of all time, Yeshua Messiah, or Jesus Christ, that similar conditions to the days of Lot would occur in the end times. I'm just going to briefly go over this again because it's very important. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. And uh, verse 24, Luke 17, verse 24 in the old King James Version. For as the lightning that lighteth out of the one under heaven shineth into the other under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. So it's talking about his second coming. Uh, in verse 26 it says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. It's certainly it's talking about his second coming here. In verse 27, They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, in similar fashion. So obviously, days of Lot were similar to Noah, and Noah's days were similar to Lot. Uh, Verse 28, Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. We know why because he saw the homosexual activity there, and he got sick and tired of it. And in verse 30, he says right here, For thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So uh, this is a great sign that we don't have that much time left as a nation, as a society, as a world, as far as our social activity. The whole world's not going to blow up. It's just that society will blow up and it will be replaced with a righteous society ruled by King Messiah when he comes back and those who have followed him and has proven that they do actually do believe him by obeying what he says. And that's gonna that's the good news that that righteous society will be here soon. The bad news unfortunately is that we're gonna have to go through a lot of hardship and pain because of our stubbornness uh, to reach that. He prefers us not go through the pain. Uh, let's go to Jeremiah. I'm going to quote this scripture a lot uh, as I go here, um, giving these broadcasts each and every week. Uh, Jeremiah 18, verse 7. At what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy. And remember, Jeremiah was a prophet to the nations not just to the house of Israel. Verse 8, If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil to Shuva, repent, I will repent or change of the evil that I thought to do unto them. Now, what is the evil that Yah has thought to do unto not only the United States, but any nation that violates his Torah or his, his laws? Well, specifically, he did prophesy certain things that would happen to the nation of Israel. And I want to answer this question that they have listed on um, CNN. We do have someone here that would like to speak to me. Um, I will go ahead and let you speak. Hello. Yes, you are on here. Yeah, hi, how are you? Okay, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I just wanted to say that I agree with what you're saying. As a matter of fact, there was another host uh, uh, on Blog Talk that was saying relatively the same thing. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I want to to remind everyone that we are partakers of the blessing of Abraham yes, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So it's through him that we're reborn into the light. So when we're reborn into the light, we've got to walk in that light, and that means following God's words. And the things that God detests, we should detest. We should be mirror images of Christ. And it's not by our works, but by God's grace that we've been set free. So his love is like no other love. So, you know, we we want to obtain that love and learn more about it. So we have to go into the Word and dissect the Word and learn and get the knowledge because His glory and power is transported onto and into us through that promise that He has given us through the blood of Jesus. That's His covenant, also known as the uh, blessing of Abraham or the Eden blessing. So we have to remember that we are part of God's family. So follow God's word and uh, strive to live in his ways at the same time. Amen. I agree with you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that covenant is ours, you know. Uh, a lot of people think that, well, no, that, that's ended now. Well, no, it hasn't ended. God is still the same. He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's our belief and our faith in God and his word that will activate that blessing in our lives today. But we need, those are the key elements. We need the belief, we need the faith, we need the knowledge of the word, we study it, and we need the obedience. We need to follow God's words and directions. That will activate the blessing in our lives. And that blessing includes the power of the Holy Spirit within us. We can activate that blessing through the words we speak. So it says in the word, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We need that knowledge. I was going to quote that scripture today, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's good that uh, you have uh, you know, realized that. And you know, Unfortunately, it's a lot of people in this country, in particular our leaders, that mm-hmm. don't believe the Bible, as you know, and, 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 and that's why these things are happening. Terrible things. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, I'm still upset about it. You know, today, as, as I'm even doing this program about what happened, and I, I'm bracing for other stuff to happen. You know, it, it's just as long as we're pushing this gay agenda, mm-hmm. we're, we're not blessing this nation. We're cursing this nation. That's right. If we yeah. go ahead with this this gay agenda, we we are putting a curse on ourselves, and we'll be just like Sodom and Gomorrah. We can't do that. You know, and and we we have to approach it in love. Like we can't approach uh, the gay community in in hatred at all because it's not the person we're hating; it's the sin act. Right. And they they have to be made aware that this is wrong and it's sin, even though it feels right to them. You know, I saw a program the other day on how they were thinking that it was a chemical imbalance in the person that made them that way. But I don't think it's a chemical imbalance. It's a decision, and it's it's a decision that has to be um, turned around the, the other way. It has to be eliminated because it's only going to get them uh, into torment in hell for the eternity. You know, and you're correct. They have to realize if, if they are aware that it's wrong, and and they've been approached, and someone has told them that it's wrong, and they understand it is wrong. Yes, they're in danger of hellfire. You're correct. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's, it's got to be something that they have to to want to get rid of, 
and uh, and, and seek help, to, you know, seek God to remove it from them, mm-hmm. because it's that knowledge of God and the Word that will bring forth the light that will show them that this is wrong and I've got to change my life and and repent to God and ask God for help and and, and get that out to the people because. Uh, we're living in the last days now where everything wrong will seem right. And, yes. But when we know the Lord's word, when we have, have, study his word and we gain that knowledge of God, then we're going to know that it's wrong and we've got to stand by the word of God and say this is wrong. No. <laughs> and uh, we hope that, uh, you know, the people uh, of our countries are, are going to realize this at some point. Yeah, there is some hope. We just need to pray for our leaders, in particular the president, uh, to stop this gay agenda, you know, and, and uh, perhaps have God uh, in a dream or whatever just influence him or convince him that he needs to stop this gay agenda. And not only that, the abortion agenda as well. You know, that that mm-hmm. both of those need to need to stop. Yeah, uh, it's amazing that he's allowed us to even function as a country since 1972 uh, with killing all these babies. It just shows you mm-hmm. how merciful he is, you know. But when mm-hmm. you look at all the curses and all the destruction and all the stuff that continues to happen in this country, he hasn't allowed it to continue without punishment either, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So it's and, just, and, uh, Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the thing is, too, you know, God uses evil to destroy evil. Mm-hmm. So our country could be in great peril if we continue this road then our enemies will prevail against us because, you know, that's the thing. God does use evil to destroy evil, and he will uh, allow our enemies to come in and infiltrate our country and destroy it um, with terrorism and and even with the, the silent terrorism, which is out there right now, which is, uh, again, people like uh, Christians being forced to um, accept other religions, you know, mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's wrong. If they want to live that way, that's fine. That's up to them. But we can't. We can We have to stand by what our beliefs are. We can't bend. You know. Even uh, they're they're saying. You know. Uh, we're not allowed to say now Merry Christmas in, in stores. It has to be Happy Holidays because we might offend another religion. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, stuff like that, they're, they're all, they all seem like little itty-bitty nothings, but really when you add them all together, it, it's really it's Satan's plan to destroy Christianity. You know, uh, the Lord's Prayer has been taken out of the schools now, and uh, it's destroying uh, Christianity within our children because they're not being brought up. I remember when I was a kid, we had the Lord's Prayer, and even back then, you know, it was sort of a ritual we had to do, and you thought, oh, boy, I'll, you know, i got to do this, and then it'll be over in a minute anyways. But when you're older, after experiencing that, when you're older, you realize the significance of it and what it gave you, even though you didn't know it was giving it to you at that time. When you get older and you and you receive more knowledge through your life and through the study of God, you realize, hey, that was really important in my life because it, it it gave you that opportunity to to know God a little bit more, even though you didn't realize you were doing it at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it it's really something to to look into is is that Word of God. Study that Word and and gain the knowledge of God 
and then go out in that knowledge and and preach to the people that are are living in the wrong way and, and try to get them to live in the right way. Well, hey, I appreciate your input. And uh, what, what's your name? Jay. Jay. Hey, I appreciate yeah. it, and i got to move along. And uh, you're welcome. Feel free to call uh, each and every uh, week if you have uh, some uh, excellent input as you had there. Um, and it's just uh, we just need to be praying for this nation, pray for this world, and, and hopefully uh, somebody, a group of people, <laughs> a majority mm-hmm. will wake up and realize, hey, we need to get into the Bible, as you stated, and we need to start obeying what it says. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I just uh, hope and pray that everybody listening, uh, you know, does do that, get into their word, get into their prayer closet, pray to God about, uh, you know, where to go in the word to start their study and uh, where God wants them to be in their walk with Christ. And uh, we all all pray together as well for our countries and uh, to get them right with God because that is a definite need that we we have to have as Christians to get a country to go that right way, because we will be defeated by the devil if we don't do it right. So. Yeah, but ultimately he's going to get his, too. <laughs> well, yes, and in yeah, the end yeah. he does prevail. That's right, right, right. 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 Yeah, God, God is a sure. winner. He's not a loser, that's for sure. All right, well, Jay, oh, yeah. I appreciate it, and uh, i got to get moving along here. All right, thanks so much, and God bless you. You too, sir. Okay, bye-bye for now. Okay, that was, uh, I really appreciated that input uh, from Jay, and he's absolutely correct about our country, our world. Uh, we, The United States leads this world in so many different things, but we also lead it in wickedness, uh, or one of the leaders, <laughs> anyway, of a lot of wickedness, and uh, we, we have to repent of this. We really do. Again, I sense that God is tired of this. He really is sick and tired of looking at his creation from his throne, making fools of themselves. He is really sick and tired of it, and he wants us to repent. He wants us to look into the word of God to determine what's right and what's wrong. And see, he prophesied through the the prophet Malachi of our attitude in the end times. In Malachi chapter 2, he states this in verse 17. You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet, you say, wherein have we wearied him? When you say, everyone that does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them, or where is the God of judgment? So we, we have this attitude, not all of us, but the majority of us, uh, where is the God of, the, of judgment? Well, you, you're seeing the God of judgment. When he allows horrendous things like this, uh, what happened in Connecticut, that's, that's the God of judgment, folks. And, and we've got to repent uh, of our flawed thinking. And he says about our leaders in the book of Isaiah the book of Isaiah, he calls our rulers right now. Um, as Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of the Torah, the teachings of God, you people of Gomorrah. And it's, it's, we can't continue on like this, ladies and gentlemen. 
And so, again, I, I just hope that you listen to Jay, listen to me, listen to other people that really believe in what the Bible is saying and realize that we, we must repent and we must change. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Uh, this is a prophecy. It was relevant during the period of time when this was written, and it certainly is relevant to social conditions for the end time. Uh, Hosea 4, verse 1, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of God in the land. And, of course, he's talking about the majority as a whole, not as an individual. Verse 2, By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touch of blood. And whenever I see that, I think of abortions. And over here in verse 6, he says, as Jay was quoting, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, or minister, or Torah teacher, seeing that you have forgotten the Torah, the law, the teachings of Elohim, or God. I will also forget thy children. And that has what has occurred yesterday, folks. And as long as we continue to forget God, forget how our Constitution was created through the influence of the Bible, and if we, if we forget our patriarchs, not only the patriarchs of America, but more importantly, the patriarchs of the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, this will continue on, folks. Unfortunately, this will continue on, and in this article, I was going to, it says here, uh, the CNN article, why, why, why? Well, I'm going to answer the question, why? I mean, it's in the Bible. Why does this happen? This is in Newtown, Connecticut, again, a state that is has ruled to allow same-sex marriage. Uh, major crime investigators from the Connecticut State Police on Saturday were combing every crack and crevice of Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown a day after a gunman shot dead 20 students and six adults before apparently killing himself. So I'm not going to read the rest of it there. But uh, this is uh, an article from CNN, and it asks why. Why, why, why? Well, I'm going to have God answer this question. All I'm going to do is read what he says in Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah chapter 59, beginning in verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But here's the problem, folks. Verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. That's the reason why God allows all these um, unfortunate circumstances to occur. Verse 3, for your hands are defiled with blood. Again, it makes me think about all the abortions that are done in this country and around the world. And your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue have muttered perverseness, like the perverseness of thinking that two people of the same sex 
um, can get married. And God would jump up and down and say, that's great. Verse 4, none calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. Of course, it's talking about the whole, not the individual. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. So you can read the rest of this chapter, but I think you get the understanding that uh, God has correctly prophesied through the prophet Isaiah that things will get so bad we just have such a corrupt society. And that's why he's going to continue to allow these things to occur, folks. And we're going to have to stop playing games with the eternal God, and we must repent. You know, we're so blessed in this country that when events like this occur, we don't seem to understand that there's many other children that are suffering worldwide. Um, According to globalissues.org website, the section where it says poverty facts and stats, I don't know if many of you are aware of this, but according to UNICEF, 22,000 children die each day due to poverty. Again, let me underscore and repeat this and emphasize this. According to UNICEF, U-N-I-C-E-F, 22,000, that's 22,000 children die each day due to poverty. And they die quietly in some of the poorest villages on earth, far removed from the scrutiny and the conscience of the world. Being meek and weak in life makes these dying multitudes even more invisible in death. And so we, and we should properly mourn those children between the ages of 5 and 10, 20, that were just shot down mercilessly yesterday. But we should also mourn the 22,000 children that die each day due to poverty around the world. The prophecy and Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 30, beginning in verse 8, actually verse 14, in the King James Version. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords, and their jaw teeth knives, to devour the poor from off the earth, and the needy from among men. Ladies and gentlemen, that prophecy is being fulfilled as I speak, each and every day. You have 22,000 children dying because of poverty. That's the kind of world that we live in. Real great world, isn't it? Well, the good news is that the Messiah will be coming back soon to end all this, to end the poverty, to end the destruction, to end the chaos. The bad news is that we're going to have to endure a lot of suffering to get there unless there's worldwide repentance. Worldwide, as I read to you in Jeremiah chapter 18. So we're going to have to just brace ourselves and we're going to have to individually and as a whole, I hope, repent and come back to God and Americans really don't have an excuse. Uh, Most developed countries don't have an excuse. We have a Bible, Uh, with the exception, of course, of China and 
and the Arab countries and so forth. And But we have a Bible. We need to blow the dust off of it and read it and find out what it says. You'll be pleasantly surprised. So, and then on this website as well, many of, many of you probably don't know this, but um, almost half the world, over 3 billion people, live on less than $2.50 a day. That's the current state of society, folks. That's what industrialization has done for us, unfortunately. Okay, so um, let's get to the Bible study about uh, the good news that I wanted to speak about today. Unfortunately, we had this tragic event, and it's really affecting me, and I'm sure if any of you have any feelings at all, it's affecting you as well. But let's let's talk about some good news here. Um, let's talk about the rewards of being righteous, the rewards of keeping the commandments. I know I talk about keeping the commandments so much in this program, but perhaps I don't focus on the rewards like I should. So I'm going to do that today. I'm going to focus on... on uh, how God will reward us for keeping the commandments. First, I'm going to talk about the temporal things, the things that uh, he will give us. I'm just going to summarize the things that he will give us on this earth if um, we obey him. First of all, as I discussed last week, if you repent, he will give you the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit will help you keep the commandments. It will help you keep the commandments. And that Holy Spirit uh, will enable you to, to do everything uh, through uh, Jesus Christ, everything that, of course, is um, plausible to do. And and as a human being, with the Holy Spirit, uh, Philippians 4, verse 13 states, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And the reason why, Galatians 2, verse 20 states, plainly, that um, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And we turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So you have to have the Spirit of Christ to be a part of Christ. And verse 10, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life. But the Spirit is life because of um, righteousness. So, and then verse 11, But if the Spirit of him that raises up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Okay? So, and this spirit doesn't control you. It doesn't um, influence you to do things that's out of control. It, it leads you. In verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. All right? 
so that's one of the rewards is that you receive this Holy Spirit, and as long as you continue to obey God's commandments, you will continue to receive it. Acts 5, verse 32, and we are his witnesses of these things, and is also the Holy Spirit whom God has given to them that obey him. So you have to continue to obey him to receive it. Okay, so let's turn to Mark chapter 10, verse 30. What are the other rewards that we'll get while we're on the earth? Mark uh, chapter 10, verse 30. He didn't promise as many cars and homes and yachts and clothes, but this is what he's promised us. Uh, actually, I'm going to go to Mark 10, verse 28. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all, and we have followed thee. So that's a plausible question. He wants to know, what are we going to get? Because we, we sacrifice everything for you. And then Mark 10, verse 29, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospels, verse 30, but he shall receive a hundredfold, a hundredfold, a hundred times, now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. And in the world to come, eternal life. And I, I know that this is true because I have lived in many different places and and homes, and I've spoken to many people that were my spiritual sisters and mothers, uh, and I, I've run across children that were my spiritual children. But I, I've, I've gotten all this with persecutions, <laughs> difficulties. So that, that's the thing we have to understand, too, that uh, we have to suffer like Christ suffered to enter the kingdom of God. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. For a just man falls seven times and rise up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. So a righteous man falls down several times, but uh, God has promised as long as you do the best you can and try to obey him to pick you right back up. So that's a promise that you can go to the bank on. Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And realize that the, that word delight is very important. It means that you are eager, not eager, but you look forward to studying the law of God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his, in his law does he meditate or think about day and night. And what will result of this? Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree. And whenever you see this in this context, a tree, of course, is talking about a human being planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season at the right time, when it needs to be um, brought forth. His leaf also shall not wither, and whosoever 
or whatsoever he does shall prosper. It doesn't mean that you're going to be filthy rich like Bill Gates, but it's going to accomplish what you need to be able to handle your affairs. Verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. So the, 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 the righteous have a way of life. But there's also a way of the ungodly, and that's the way we need to avoid. It says, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Shall perish. Okay, so let's look at what we're going to receive once we shed this earthly existence. And let me read the beautiful passage that uh, Yah inspired, uh, or God inspired Paul to write in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. To sum all this up here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15, for those who have made the decision and have been called by God to understand the Bible in this age, starting in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So you have the dichotomy, the two together, side by side. You have Adam being made a living soul. But the last Adam, which is uh, Jesus, Yeshua, was made a quickening spirit. Verse 46, Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. Verse 47, The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Verse 48, as is the earthy, such as they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. Verse 49, and as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. So, incorruption is not going to be inherited in the kingdom of God, folks. Verse 51 of um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Behold, I show you a mystery, which should not be a mystery anymore after you re uh, hear what I have to say and understand. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a, tr in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the last trump in the book of Revelation is, is in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Verse 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Verse 54, which means we don't have it yet. We don't have immortality. Verse 54, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Okay, 
So that will occur for the first fruits. The Bible indicates here a summation of the whole entire plan of God. It really is in this chapter. And it states here uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at verse 21. For since by man came death, by man also the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Verse 23, but every man in his own order. So it's not going to be everyone at once. Christ, the first fruits. The first fruits are the people that um, were chosen of God to participate in the first resurrection. I'm going to talk about that uh, shortly here far as the first resurrection is concerned. And he says, Afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Which proves that the great right Jones judgment is not a, a judgment of damnation like a lot of ministers preach. But anyway, verse 24, Then come at the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Verse 27, for he hath put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. Verse 28, and when all these things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son of also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. All right, so the plan is for God to dwell in us all. That's the plan. That's the goal. Okay, so Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. This is, I'm talking about the reward you're going to receive. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast. Neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they reigned, they lived and reigned with Christ 8,000 years. Verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. So that's when the rest of the dead would be resurrected. This is the first resurrection in verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So let's look at the reward so far that we're going to receive. We're going to receive rulership. We're going to be be changed into an incorruptible spirit body. We are going to reign with Christ for a thousand years, and we'll be priests of God and of Christ. So those are the rewards so far that we will receive if we obey him and answer the call. If you're listening to me and you understand what I'm saying, then you are being called of God. Only God the Father can can awaken your mind to understand what I'm saying, understand what the Bible is saying. John chapter 6, verse 44 says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. And usually when he draws you, he's using a man to draw you, or in some cases a woman, to draw you to the Son, the Word of God, the Bible, to understand it. The Son is the literal Word of God, and the, the Bible is the Word of God in print. All right, so in John 6, verse 44, No man can come to me except the Father, which has sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Okay? 
So let's look at the uh, individual rewards here. Well, let me, uh, how much time do I have left here? I have 11 minutes. I have plenty of time. All right, in Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 21. It says, in verse 20, rather, it says, For our conversation, and that word should be translated citizenship, is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 21, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So our body is going to look like his. Now, the Bible does reveal what his body looks like. Let's look at Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. And verse 6, And has made us kings and priests unto God and his fathers, so I just want to quote that to you again, that we are going to be made kings and priests. We're going to be priests and kings over the earth along with Yeshua or Jesus. Verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. Actually, verse 13. Revelation 1, verse 13. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. Verse 14. His head and his hairs were white like wool. His hair wasn't wool. His hair was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet likened to fine brass, as if they burned in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance or face was as the sun shineth in, in his strength. And, and the Bible tells us that we're going to be shining in, in, in glory. Uh, in Daniel chapter 12, in verse 2, says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And in verse 3, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn... Many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So we're going to be glorified and we're going to be shining. We're going to be powerful beings with power and authority to rule over the earth. That's, that's what we are going to be, ladies and gentlemen. And he promises this to every human being because uh, it does state that we will be ruling over angels in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Um First, uh, what is it? Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse three. Actually, let me uh, read verse seven. Revelation twenty-one, verse seven. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. That means the entire universe, folks. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. So that's what's in store for anyone that uh, is motivated to to believe, and you should be after this program. Be motivated to. Um, believe in the Word of God and, and, and keep the commandments to the best of your ability with the help of the Holy Spirit. You'll receive glory and honor and rulership. And in Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 12, is the parable of the pounds. Uh, he said, Therefore a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive himself a kingdom and to return. And he called 
his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he returned, having received his kingdom, this is talking about his second coming, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound has gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. So if you read the rest of this, it's talking about rulership over cities. So I just wanted to to, to read that to you to help you to understand you're going to have rulership. Now, in Revelation chapter um, 2 and 3, I'm going to read the individual rewards that we all will receive based on what he stated here. Because this message is for all, to, to all the churches, not just one, one individual church. Uh, in Revelation chapter 2, Verse 7, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life. So that's another reward. We're going to be able to eat of the tree of life, which is symbolic of immortality. So we're going to always be able to have access to immortality, uh, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. There's a garden of Eden in heaven as well as on the earth. Um, some people may believe that the, <laughs> the tree of life was taken uh, I mean, the Garden of Eden was taken and is in heaven, but uh, we don't know. We'll see. But in all likelihood, is perhaps there is a paradise of God on the earth as well. We already know it's in heaven, but it's, uh, it's an earthly type, just like there's an earthly temple. And there's a heavenly temple. All right, so the tree of life, you're going to receive immortality. And then in, in Revelation 2, verse 11, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has said unto all the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. In other words, you will always live. You'll have immortal life because the second death is eternal death. Okay. Um, Revelation, 2, verse 7, Revelation 2, verse 17. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, so you will be eating as a spirit being. All right? And in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving, saying, he that received. Okay, so I'm reading to you all the rewards that he's going to give us, folks. I hope you're paying attention here. Verse 26. Of Revelation chapter 2, and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, verse 27, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has said to the churches. Revelation chapter 3. Verse 5, he that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has said unto the churches. Verse 12 of Revelation chapter 3. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, 
and he shall go no more out. So what he's saying here, you're going to have a place in the new Jerusalem. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is in New Jerusalem, which come down out of heaven and from my God, and I will write upon him my name, my new name. So you're going to have a name written on you, his new name. And you're also going to have the name of the Father written on you as well. And the name of the city so, okay, let's go over this again. He's going to write upon us the name of the Father and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem. And also he's going to write his new name on us. And he says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And in verse 21, Revelation chapter 3, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. So that's, that is, in a nutshell, what we will receive. And then and, um, Psalm 149, the close here. Psalm 149, verse 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, Dishonor have all the saints. Praise ye the Lord. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, may God bless and keep you. And let's pray for the poor families that have to deal with the agony and sorrow and pain of this tragic event in Connecticut. And pray that President Obama and his administration and Congress start to look at the Bible and realize that homosexuality is wrong. And if we continue to embrace this gay agenda... This country is going to be cursed like it never has before. May God bless and keep you, and God willing, I'll be available to you next week. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. 